morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. And me, Pete. Yeah. Moses is in... Is he in Malta? I don't know where he is. He's, <laughs> he's not in the country. I think he's in Malta. Yeah, he's on a... That's Mallorca. Is that Malta? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He's somewhere. No, he's not here. So, um, uh, yeah. So, I finally, after like 10 million years of trying, <laughs> finally got my pastor to come down onto the show. It's actually been... We've been like trying to plan this for a good, a good year now, and some guests always seems to come up. So I'd like to um, introduce Captain Ashish Pua, pastor of the Suffolk Salvation Army Community College, no Community Church. Not college. <laughs> no. You don't know what he <laughs> So yeah, thank you for coming down, Ashish. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Okay, so um, yeah, just. I think we, we should start by um, finding out a, a, a bit more about you. Yeah. yeah. So um, before you became, became an officer, what were you doing? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, guys, here. And I'm sorry that it has taken such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's such a blessing. And, and I have to say, Bobby, man, you, you inspire me. And you are an amazing young man who, who <laughs> represents Christ in such a powerful way. And Peter, it's nice to just be with you and just to hear the passion that you have for Jesus. Thank and you. <laughs> yeah, uh, before I, I became a Army officer, I'm, I'm, I'm from India, um, and uh, I've grown and brought up in India. My parents are Salvation Army officers. Um, yeah, they, they, my parents, my both mom and dad, grew up in the Salvation Army orphanage. Uh, wow. When they were little, uh, my dad was a year old when he was dropped outside the Salvation Army orphanage in Mumbai. Uh, there are some missionaries in in um, from America who were there and took care of him. My mom was the same thing, mm-hmm. dropped by her mom but never showed up. So there's Salvation Army, kind of like in, yeah. you know, like I've grown up in that thing. Wow. Uh, but yeah, like growing up, you know, like that's where I grew up. And I'll share a little bit of my testimony later. But mm. uh, I come from Mumbai. Uh, I've studied pharmacy, uh, and uh, you know, God had a whole nother plan for me yeah. what He wanted me yeah. to do. But yeah, before becoming an officer, uh, I was in India. I went to the States in 2005, uh, and that's where a whole nother journey became of who I was going to be mm-hmm. and what in, in the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what made you want to, like, how do you know that being an officer was your calling? Yeah, oh goodness, that's a loaded question. Uh, straight to it, man. Straight to it. So you want me to go in the yeah. deep end? Oh, right. okay, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so I mean, that's that's a big question, isn't it? Like, when, every time you think about it, like, what does that mean that God has called you? How do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, there are people say that, oh, I've heard the voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, God calling from the heavens, like, hey, I'm calling. <laughs> but, you know, there's this great thing that when God got, gets a hold of you, he, he transforms you and yeah. there's only one thing that you want to do is like follow him mm. and love his people. Mm. Uh, for me, the journey started, you know, I mean, when I was young and, and you know, I struggled with faith. I struggled with who this Jesus was. Mm. As I said before, my mom and dad grew up in the Salvation Army Orphanage mm. uh, and growing up in, as an orphan in Mumbai, it's not easy. You know, I mean, even now when you look at this you know, the rate of kids who are on the streets and the kids who are orphaned and who are thrown away and, yeah. and all of that, it's still it's still high yeah. and it's it's hard. And my parents grew up in that place, but I thank God that the Salvation Army was there, yeah. that there were people there who loved and cared for them, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, my parents grew up and, you know, had their education. My dad has his own struggle with faith, but he, you know, he has his own story of how he came to the Lord and yeah. gave his life and became... Uh, a Salvation Army officer himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents both are now Salvation Army officers. They've mm-hmm. been serving in the Salvation Army as pastors for close to 36 years now. Wow. Yeah. Grow- yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Like yeah. growing up in the same yeah. organization, yeah. you know, God calling them. And uh, But yeah, like me as growing up, um, you know, it, I don't know how familiar you were with the Salvation Army, but like you move from one place to the other. You know, you, when you sign up as a Salvation Army officer, you say, "Here I am. Send me where you." And you know, like you kind of surrender your life, and you're five years here in this town, and you're six years there, and yeah. three years here, and yeah, you're like surrendering. Yeah, we've got cadets like here at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. One's going off to to Denmark, and one's going off to Scotland. They yeah. just just they just go all, all over. So like wherever there's there's need, that's where. 
you get you you get taken to. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that's so yeah, you know, like you just get sent off to and for me, growing up, you know, I was in Mumbai, um I mean, my parents were stationed in one of the appointments in Mumbai. When I started understanding, you know, like starting to go to church, you know, you always to go sing in the choir and go do your regular church things that you do and uh, go to Sunday school and all of that. But man, like I was, I was living a lie, you know, basically, uh, you know, I was just like living this thing of like people don't know who's behind this thing. Uh, as a teenager, I struggled with it. You know, I would go. And I have to say, I never did anything bad, but I was like <laughs> living this disobedient life, like fake life. Like yeah, my parents yeah. would think, oh, look at my son, you know, mm. praising the Lord. But I had like serious yeah, doubts, yeah. like, I don't believe you, God. And I used to say this, mm. you know, like, I don't need you, God. Um, you know, because, and the reason also was like, we had a very small house in Mumbai. Mm. And um, we used to have a lot of people come to our house because my parents were orphans. They opened their house for people to come in. Yeah. We would have people sleeping outside our house, inside our house, and mm. mom and dad would cook meals for them. You know, dad would walk miles to save bus fare so that he can buy rice. Yeah. And that question was like, man, why didn't you save that two rupees for to get something for mm. me? Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. that that questioning and why there's so many people that are going through on the street. There's people sleeping. So I had this doubt in me. You know, I was yeah. like, goodness, I. I I don't believe you, God. Mm. But my dad, and that's what I love about my dad, um, he never forced religion on me. Right. He never said, you're going to come to church. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Ashish, this is how I live. Yeah. And I saw that in action, you know, like he would like love on people crazy. And I, and I would question that, like, you don't have much, but how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom, how, you, yeah. you're struggling right now. but how? So those kind of things, you know, yeah. like, so I really struggled with that. But I saw this thing and I was... In my struggle, I was seeking, mm, mm. like, who are you, God? Yeah, yeah. If you're really there, like, what does that mean to yeah. to follow you? Yeah. See, um, I'm kind of struggling to come up with questions because I'm just so fascinated by what you're saying. Um, growing up, like, for your parents, uh, if if you can go back, your parents growing up in the Salvation Army orphanage. Yeah. Um, do they get like you know in a, for instance, if you grew up in a seminary or something, you're kind of forced to do everything and you mm. kind of get indoctrinated like that yeah. is that how it is for them because you mentioned that they had doubts yeah. as well did they grow up just like yeah. great question yeah, yeah. so uh, my mom and dad like you know when you look at an organization that comes to mind so mm. I, uh, I love my parents story and how they became who they are today yeah. so my dad was a rebel when he started growing up <laughs> if you see him now he's like a gentle yeah. person yeah. who never think that you know yeah. so when he was growing up he struggled with himself too, like, like, what does that mean? Like, why did my parents leave me? Yeah. And he would, like, you know, started smoking, started doing things. In fact, the Sawashami had this thing called youth conferences, you know, youth councils. Yeah. Well, youth would come from all over the place, and he would be, like, the one who would go and disturb that. Mm. You know, mm. so people loved on him, cared for him like crazy, yeah. you know, gave him chances after chances, you know. My dad, you know, he there was one youth council that was happening and he was in the back seat, you know, and people thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, he's going to create chaos again. So at the end of the meeting, there was altar call and all of that happening. People were calling. And so the officer who was there, he called people to come forward if you want to accept Jesus, yeah. need prayer. He starts walking down the aisle. People are saying, you know, and th- this is why I say that people who were there at that time tell me this story too. So there's his side that I hear and the yeah. people who were present at that time. So I love that, you know. And so he goes up and he, he gives his life to the Lord. You know? And people were shocked. Like, oh, that's awesome, you know. Mm. So I love that, that it came naturally. naturally yeah. That happened from conviction instead yeah. of like... This is what you have to do. You yeah. know? Mm. And, and the same thing applies to me. Mm. My parents are pastors just, you know, and so I'm not that because who they were. Mm. And I love that God had a special calling in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is the whole another episode there with pastors' kids. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, 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 and if you want to talk about that as well, we'll go on in the whole. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I wanted to say too is like uh, the calling part. You know, um, yeah. when when all of that was going on, uh, I went to to college. 
outside Mumbai um, for a few years. That was the first time when I was leaving my parents. I was really excited. I was like, yes. <laughs> Can I feed them? I was like, I'm going, you know. Yeah. I'm doing my own thing. But uh, my dad was really excited that I'm doing something different. And, you know, and so he prayed for me. My mom prayed for me. They were really proud of me. Uh, man, I, when I went to that college, uh, it, was a, it was a Hindu college. Um, you know, it was owned by one of the Hindu radical leaders, and, yeah. and it was a good college. You know, I never it never crossed my mind that anything you know different yeah. would happen there. But because I come from Mumbai, it's a very multicultural community. Mm-hmm. Hindus, Muslims, Christians live together. Uh, so I went there. You know, it, it was the first night actually that the whole you know transformed my life. Uh, so we were in a dorm setting. It was like like a hostel kind of like in a college it was on the campus on a beautiful hill Uh, I had two other roommates in in my room Um, and so this you know there's I don't know if you ever heard ragging or hazing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we do that to our boat (laughs) (laughs) man that's one of the things and it still happens in India big time it's Mm. some places very serious you know Uh, some places it's chilled out but some places they take it to a whole nother level and this was that place, and so they they called all this, uh, um, you know, first year students into the hall, mm-hmm. and so we go in. It's a little bit of stage, and they're like all shouting and screaming, yeah. and they started asking us our name, what caste you belong to, and you know, if you're lower caste, and a little bit of made fun of you. Mm-hmm. They call me in the front, and they say, "All right, what's your name?" You know, I say Ashish Pawar. So there's a couple of Pawars in that room. They're like, "Oh." And so, if you know that I said my parents were orphans, they didn't even have that last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. So that last name comes from an officer whose name was Pawar, who loved my dad like crazy, like right, a father. Right, right. And that's how he took his name, name saying, mm-hmm. this is the name. that." I'm. And that's why I love my name, because mm. it comes out of love. You know? mm, There's mm. nothing but pure love. Yeah, no heritage, yeah. nothing but Christ, you know, agape love in that. And so I love that. So they, they asked us, and I... And I, I and I remember that man just standing up there and, and I'm saying that, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't know why even today I said that. <laughs> but when I said that, you know, there was this amazing power of just holding me so tight. You know, because when I said that, these people were there like, what? You know, I, I realized that I was the only Christian in that place at that, in that class there. They started making fun of me. But when I said that, you know, I didn't realize what I was doing, but when I said that, I accepted Jesus in my heart. Mm, mm. And then there's this Holy Spirit power just holding me, saying, you know, I got you. Mm. They were just yelling and screaming, you know, curse words and all of that. You can imagine uh, why and how and, like, you know, and called my mom names and, like, did you, you know, did the foreigners. I mean, all kind of stuff, you yeah. know. And I'm standing there the first time experiencing this power, what my dad was telling me. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's it was a weird experience, man. Like I just cannot like sometimes I you know sometimes I try to explain myself how did that happen. It's so yeah. amazing this experience that I'm standing there amongst that noise, yeah. and I'm thinking all these stories that my dad used to tell me. Like Ashish, God loves you. Mm-hmm. This is why we got to care for people. Mm-hmm. Like and the, his friends used to tell me how my dad came to the Salvation Army and all of that, mm-hmm. and everything started making sense. Mm-hmm. And that was the night I gave myself to the to the Lord. In front of so it's crazy enough, you know. <laughs> Here's wow. a doubting, saying no, rejecting yeah. person, saying yes yeah. in a crazy way. And I'm completely sold out, man. Like mm. there's nothing that will take me away from who this, that what this faith means to me, yeah. you know. Uh, and that's why, you know, like when you talk about, you know, when I heard the topic of persecution, you know. It was not easy after that as well. Mm. Yeah. What was it like being like a Christian in, in like a mostly Hindu community? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in Mumbai, mm. you, you know, like growing up, it was not as crazy as, you know, like, but there was still tension in there. Uh-huh. But when I went to college, you know, it was, it was, it was a whole nother experience. Mm. Um, to face like to know that you're a, you're a Christian and people don't understand that people look at you differently um, treat you differently mm. um, I remember being in college um, 
as, as I accepted Jesus in my heart, I started to get more closer with Him, reading the Bible and, you know, getting closer in the Word and in prayer. A couple of the seniors found out that I had a, had a Bible in my room that I was reading in the mornings. Um, one morning, they just, like, kicked the door open, you know, and I was in the morning devotion and grabbed the Bible, threw it across the street, you know, I mean, across the room, and it just put me down on the floor and, like, stamped on me and... And so I've never experienced that and never mm. even thought about that in Mumbai. But like, I was like, great, you know, I was scared. Mm. Uh, I was I was nervous of what's going to happen, but it's weird. Like this brought me even more closer to who this Jesus is. Mm. Mm. And I love that, that Jesus, you know, when he calls us, he says, you know, like, hey, pick up the cross, yeah, yeah. Yeah. deny yourself. Mm. You know, and persecution was going to happen if they persecuted him, then yeah. who are you? <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, I, so it was a different atmosphere living in, in that place and like people really coming at you and yeah. like looking you, judging you, mm. not giving up. Even my prof- professor, one of the professor, um, you know, he, the way he treated me and the things that he said to me, yeah. I was just blown away. And here's a college that is educating people, yeah. and here I'm treating, have been treated. But if if in India, you know, uh, if you look at major cities like Mumbai and other city like Delhi or Bangalore, not much happens. But if you look outside of those cities, goodness, yeah. Yeah. huge persecution happens. Mm. I mean, I can give you stories after stories. Mm. When I was there, when I, you know, when you'd read on the news and when you read on, you know, um, my parents have faced persecution. Uh, themselves and when you hear those stories and because because as Salvation Army you travel around a lot you know you're not just in one city as I said you know you move around a lot and to experience that you know um, you know nuns who have been raped and 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 burned because Mm -hmm. of who they are Mm -hmm. what they believe in you know Mm -hmm. um, real quick I I don't know if you ever heard about this Australian missionary story in Orissa no, no. I uh, and these this couple and two two boys that they had, I mean, amazing people. It served uh, the the village of uh, Orissa and in in one of the small parts of Orissa, you know, the orphans, you know, the widows, and like meals and all of that, and teaching and English. Um, one of the Hindu group got really like jealous of them. Uh, so one night, the the mom was sleeping inside because it was really hot, and so the dad and two kids were sleeping uh, in in one of their jeep trucks you know mm. so this this gang came in the hindu radical group you know put kerosene on the truck and burned them alive oh. because who they were and what they believed in yeah. and you know we were shocked by that you yeah. know and then sadly it was not nothing new these things happen a lot yeah. you know yeah. and it was just sad to hear that this family that gave themselves to the Lord yeah. was and this mom came on the news and I, I'll never forget you know like this is her first time on the TV and she says you know I forgive them you know and I'm you know like you, you kind of think like man they just took your okay, people that you loved and yeah. cared for you know um, and this woman you can tell she genuinely meant it mm-hmm. And later on, like in her interviews and her, you know, like with different programs, and you, you hear her story and she says, you know, as a Christian follower, this is about to happen. Don't be surprised by that. Don't be alarmed by that. Mm-hmm. Be ready for it. Yeah. You know, prepare your hearts for those things. Yeah. And that is powerful, man. Like as yeah. Christ followers, we think like, oh, you know, like little things happen here and there. And we're like, oh. Our faith starts to quiver and like you start to but this Jesus who says in, in, in John chapter fifteen from verses eighteen and onwards and you're like, Hey, if they hated me, they will hate you. Yeah. And I've always I've always said um <clears throat> had this like uh, issue at, at my church. I go to a very Pentecostal church. Yeah. Um, and you know, we we rarely ever talk about persecution we ever talk about what it truly means to bear a cross because yeah. that's just as much part of um the discipleship the being like christ yeah. as everything else yeah. but you find um, and, and in mostly Pente- um, pentecostal churches or mostly modern churches today yeah. it's all about 
prosperity and yeah. um, living a happy life and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but we never really talk about that aspect of things, or we never really probably ex- experience it. I mean, probably being here compared mm. to being in, in Mumbai, you can definitely see a difference. Yeah. Um, between yeah. the sort of, we don't get any persecution no, really <laughs> relatively, um, comparatively. Yeah. Um, I just I always find it interesting how we we skip that part yeah. of the scripture or we skip those parts yeah. you know and don't actually look at what it means um what persecution actually means right yeah. you know? and like as much as we like complain about these fine brimstone like mm. people you see on the street yeah like apart from them like we wouldn't we no wouldn't one hear no. any yeah. any of any of that stuff even though yeah that's yeah. part of the experience yeah. and that's part of what jesus said that we, will happen to us will be yeah. called to us um yeah. can, can i can i ask um just going back to your college um, experience, you know, them kicking down the door, taking your Bible and throwing it away. Um, what was the motivation behind, or what did you think, or in, in your experience, what could you say is the motivation behind that sort of hatred for Christians? Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll get to something later on, but because I can actually just imagine that same situation, because I went to boarding school in Ghana. Mm. Um, and we were forced to have quiet time in the mm. morning. So you, in the morning, you um, between, I think, 6.30 and 7, every, the whole dorm goes quiet and everyone's supposed to be reading their Bible. Mm. And I, just that stark contrast between me and Ghana reading my Bible by force yeah. <laughs> and you wanting to read the Bible and being kicked down, what was that motivation behind those people that were doing that? Yeah. Can, um, you, can you say it at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, First, not understanding who this Jesus is um, and how they have grown up in their families, you know, and in the family saying that, you know, uh, this religion and Jesus' religion. And this is good news in, in a way that they're going to come and transform everyone, right. you know. And so there, there's that fear is like, you're going to come and change everything. Yeah. We're not going to let that happen. Mm. We're going to mm. stop you right here. Mm. We, we will never let your Jesus be spread like that. Right. You know, so there's that fear, mm. like how are you growing up? Or like how is this gospel spreading so fast? Right. And so there's like how do I keep a stop to it? Mm. But like if if you look at scripturally, and that applies to that culture yes, as well absolutely. too. Like yeah. if you look in, into John chapter 15, do you mind just reading like a couple of scriptures? I'm just going to no, give no, you some no, reasons no. like why. Um, John chapter 15 verses. I'll, I'll tell you some of the verses to read. Um, you know, like, the question is, like, why will you be persecuted? And it mm. applies to any culture in any country, like, where persecution happens. If you read verses 18. All right. If the world, so this is John 15, verse verses 18. 18 yeah. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. Mm. But I have chosen you out of the world. Mm. That is why the world hates you. Yeah. So that's verse 18, John chapter 15. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I was linking, why will people hate you? Mm. Because the world hated Jesus. Mm. Mm. And the sin is such a crazy thing that it still goes on. Yeah. That people do not understand Jesus. Mm. This man who came to only love and care for people, mm. who died for our sins, people hate him. Mm. You know, and he, it's not just hating him now in this culture, but they hated him back then because yeah, yeah. they did not understand who this is. So any culture, any continent you go, is this that thing that, you know, I hate Jesus. Mm. So if you belong to him, I hate you. Yeah, right. And that's scriptural. Right, you, right. Know, Jesus, you know, those things are written in there, yeah. you know. So that's one of the first reasons. The second mm. reason I think about is uh, if you read verse 19, Oh, I just read verse oh, nineteen as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I added it. To yeah. So no, it's okay. Um, yeah, I read it again. Yeah. yeah. So if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Because we are not of, of the, the world. world. Mm. Mm. That's an important thing. Because we are not of the world. Now again, like sometimes people use that as like, oh, we are something really special, and we are like, you know, above everyone. No. Yeah. But it's just like a humbling experience that we're not of the world. We're not of the sin of the world. Mm. And when we say we belong to Jesus, we are representing something really different. Mm. His holiness, his character, who this Jesus is and how he loved his enemies. All of those things. Mm. And when you think about those things, like we are not of the world that 
We want to get into fighting. We want to get into war. We want to get into destroying people. We want to get into the culture that is a sinful culture at, the, at times. You know, mm-hmm. we're saying, mm, we're not of that. Because talking about we're not of the world. I was thinking uh, in college, I don't know about you guys, but there's lots of temptations. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people trying to talk about modern day persecution, even if you're not in some of those countries, but here, mm-hmm. here in, mm-hmm. in the places that you live in. Um, yeah. When you say, oh man, I, you know, I mean, I'm not saying like you're drinking, you're bad, and all, but if, if that's what convicts you and you say, yeah. I don't want to drink, you know, it's like, so why? Mm. You know, that was one of the questions that always asked me because mm-hmm. I never drank, but I was like, Oh man, like that's just the way I want to live my life, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, this is where yeah. I believe in Jesus, and He's teaching me to kind of live a life like this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's different to people. And so, how are you? You know, like, and then the people call you names, and then yeah. they make fun of you, and all of those things because you're not of the world, and people will not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. want to involve them, involve you into kind of like the mold of this the, world. Like one's else is doing. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's number two that I look at it, mm-hmm. you know. And number three is like, uh, if you read verse twenty, um, uh, verse twenty. Yes, please. Remember what I told you: a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Mm-hmm. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. Because we have identified with Jesus, mm. you know, if they have persecuted him, yeah. that's one of the reasons mm. they will persecute us. Yeah. Like if you look at my situation in the college, mm. why did they persecute me? Mm. Because this Jesus who lived a life that was holy, that was, that was a righteous life, mm. and still he was persecuted. Mm. Who are we? Mm. <laughs> you know, if, mm. if you are following him, like, and if you're kind of like leaning on his understanding, his teaching, yeah. we will be persecuted too because we identify with something. Mm. We identify with his teaching, the way he yeah. lived, the, the things that he said to do. Mm. And if people disagree with these things, they will persecute mm-hmm. you. you know? mm. I, I don't know. It's In my head, it's starting to sound like self-righteousness because I start to think, oh, what I, let me phrase this properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you talk about, like, again, you know, the persecution that, you describe like something like rapes, them nuns being raped, and you know even just you're in school reading a Bible, someone comes and throws you to the ground, hurling insults at you and stuff like that. When I think about that, I think that to me is persecution. Mm-hmm. What we go through here, like when you mentioned, um, you know, maybe I don't drink, you do, and when I say I don't, you know, you make some jokes and stuff like that. To me, maybe it's, it's starting to sound like self righteousness because I don't think I don't feel like that's persecution mm. like, and, and I, I say it to my own like I say it against myself and I say it against like some of my friends like what are we not doing because we're not being persecuted if that yeah. makes sense yeah. and it's almost like the, the, the way I, the reason I'm struggling to put it is because yeah. I don't want to then sound like I'm looking for persecution yeah. but it's like if we're living for Christ then we would be yeah. but we're not that's being good. Good. so it's kind of like yeah what what are we not doing? Right, that makes right. sense. No, I think uh, I think I remember. I think we talked about before um, yeah. about that cake. That ba- yes, uh, yeah, yes, the, um, yes, yes. That bakery. So there was this. Yeah. So there was this bakery in um, America, yeah. and they were like a Christian couple, and then this this um, this gay couple wanted them to make um, a cake for them. Yeah. And and they said they couldn't do that because they were Christians and <laughs> they go against yeah. their faith. Yeah. And so the gay couple um, like sued, sued them, them yeah. for like, them like out of business. Yeah, for like yeah. emotional damages, and then and then they had to like close down the store. Okay. Yeah. So like that's something I I, exactly. I would call that's be, being persecuted for, yeah. your, for your faith. Yeah. Yeah, but when yeah. when like people you know make jokes about me not sleeping with uh, my fiance, it's like yeah, that's that's just a joke that you're making. I don't yeah. see that as persecution. Yeah. I guess you know yeah. So especially like in America, like working with young people and you know, not like young adults, but like young people, mm. Mm. you know they're they're new into their faith mm. you know, and they want to believe. Like you go to these youth councils or youth meetings, they'll give their life to the Lord mm. and they go back to the college or university or like I mean schools and yeah. you know in yeah. their neighborhoods yeah. and then they say, oh, this is who I am now. Mm. What are you crazy? Mm. You yeah. know. That so that pressure. that's that's mm. kind of maybe not as persecution in terms of like beating and all of that but if you're a new Christian and you you have this experience like like it's not 
like really like intense yeah. like that. But I guess but to you, it's just as yeah, bad. It, yeah, for for the, for, for that the, person, them, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, Ashish, I, I don't feel like saying this mm. out loud because they'll make fun of me. Mm. Now I have to respect that. Mm. Does mm. that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, have absolutely. to respect that person's yeah. faith journey and where they are. Mm. Because I can easily stand there. Are you kidding me? Do you know what happened to me? <laughs> Does that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. What, what Jesus is calling me at that place is, is just do not put your story and judge people by that, by that right, angle. Right, right. People Treat people for the way they are and treat their stories important as they are. Yeah, right. um, and I know people use persecution excuses. Mm. Oh, I'm not getting a promotion in the office. I'm persecuted. Yeah. Like, calm down. Work hard. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. no, it's not that. You yeah. know? So th- there are those things, man. Like, you, you have to kind of like, yeah. if, you, if you tell me a story now, mm. I want to respect that story. I want to treat that story as genuine, authentic, and go by that. Mm. You know? And so I've heard, like, young people, especially, like, you know, in America, like, going through these things and how do you deal with that you know but yeah you know sometimes we we can have that you know there's this extreme crazy persecution yeah yeah and and like the third point that i was saying that when you identify with jesus Mm. you know in verse 20 like you will be persecuted because you believe in that like paul for example like this crazy guy was persecuting christians yeah Yeah. you know and he was like all like you know power to him Mm armies with him on horses and rides life transforms mm-hmm. he gives his life to the lord and he starts teaching and preaching and telling people about this amazing experience that he's had with jesus yeah. and what happens to him he dies a crazy death yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know I, mm-hmm. now that that's what i mean like when you identify with this person of jesus mm-hmm. and people who do not understand that you will be judged you will be asked questions mm-hmm. Um, and as as we were talking, you know, it's written. Mm, mm. You know, don't be surprised by that. Yeah. You know, be be ready for it. Mm. Actually, take a like saying, uh, yeah. You know, mm. if this is going to, if I say I'm not followers Jesus, somebody's going to come after me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that again, not that you go on looking, looking for, for that yeah. or <laughs> find excuses. Because yeah. I've also met people who's like, oh, pastor, you don't know. I'm a Christian, and these people are against me. It's like, and when they give me the reason, I'm like. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, like yeah. again, like I, I treat that story as important, but like, uh, you know, there's levels to this. And again, it's like I love them, but I want to speak truth in that as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, mm. so yeah, yeah. That that's the third thing that I was thinking. Uh, if you read um, verse twenty-one and part and. and in chapter 16, verse 3. 21 from chapter 15, and then okay. verse 3 from chapter 6. Okay, so 16, yeah. uh, John 15, 21. Yes. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. Okay. And uh, 16... Chapter, uh, verse 3. 16, verse 3. Yeah. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. Mm. Mm. You know, the thing is like, the things that people will like look at us weirdly for doing, mm. it just makes it just makes sense to like like live the life that we've been called to live. Oh yeah. So like the the, the, the whole not getting drunk thing. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like actual reasons why you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Because yeah. like you, if yeah. you, if you get drunk, then you can't you're not, you're not in control of your actions. Yeah. You yeah. wake up the next morning with a hangover yeah. and and yeah. like and then. And then they'll call us crazy because yeah. we don't want to do these yeah. kind of things. I wrote a whole piece, like a whole what if piece, saying um, the premise of the piece was okay, God doesn't exist, and this Christianity thing is some made up thing. Let's compare the life of a Christian with the life of a non believer mm. and see which one is better, even if God doesn't exist. And the conclusion I came to is that even if God doesn't exist, this is a better way to live mm. by far. Yeah. Um, but, but again, like, I guess. My question then is, if if you're not being persecuted, and you, like we we do believe in Christ, but if you're not being persecuted, what do you what do you do? Yeah, yeah. If if that is to be expected, as yeah. as the Bible says, it is yeah. to be expected. What do you do if you're not being persecuted and you're a Christian? Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I I wrote the. I, I mean, it's funny that you asked me, but this is like written like a long time ago. 
I was I was just you know like came up you know and mm-hmm. I was just you know there's a big difference between picking a fight and enduring persecution. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now you you read these scriptures and you're like, oh man, I'm not a Christian. Mm. Why is somebody not like saying crazy stuff to me? Yeah. yeah. But that, that's not what it is. You know, like. You don't seek for persecution, or you don't look for persecution, mm. you know, or you don't create fights to say, "Oh, now, <laughs> <Yeah>. now, <laughs> look at that." You what you say, just, just what you say, is so true. Because like there was one time where, in my church is next to a mosque, yeah. and um, I think I was at church, and someone shouted outside or something. Someone made a joke like, "Oh, the Muslims are coming to kill us." And I was like, finally. <laughs> it's like some sort of persecution. Like, I'll die for Christ or something. But yeah, no, this is just a, just a side note that actually yeah. occurred in my mind. But yeah, as you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's just because you're Christian doesn't mean like you go looking for those things. Yeah. You, know, you, you prepare for stuff like that, mm. you know. And what it means also is like when little things don't work out, you know, when your faith is tested, you stay strong in that as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, when your faith is tested, because Satan comes to kill you and destroy you, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it will test you in your jobs, in your university, in your personal life, in your private life, Mm -hmm. in those times where nobody's watching you. It's like in those times saying, God, you know, I I believe in you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. and I I want to live this life that is righteous and holy Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. That's the life that we want to live, Mm -hmm. you know. Don't you know? I don't want to look for things, but I want to live a life that is holy and pleasing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want to do. And there's like so much more to being a Christian than just being persecuted. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. yeah. There's just like so much more that we are called to do. Yeah. So, so like, even if we're not being persecuted, yeah. we still got stuff that God has called us God to go out to and do. do. Yeah. So yeah. one of the biggest thing I, I love, and I've shared, you know, in our discipleship, is like love God and love people. Mm. You know. Keep doing those things. Learn from his teachings and, and his scripture, and keep doing those things. You know, if you want to look for, to do something as Christians, love others, man. Mm. You know, mm. care for other people. You know, give your best to them. Yeah. It's okay, baby. I'll come and answer it later. Okay. Mm. So, so you've been um, a Christian in India. Can I go? It's in the office. It's in the cup right there. <laughs> So you've been a Christian in India, in America, and in UK. If you had to rank the three, obviously India would like be first in like terms of persecution. Out, out, out of like America and UK, where do you think Christians are persecuted more? Would you say? Oh, Again, I'm, I don't. In America and in, in in UK, I wouldn't say persecution as much, but I feel like there is that resistance to this faith, especially Christianity. Mm, yeah. P- people... Great. <laughs> and so this... Um, I think more in UK I see that, like, especially in London, I don't know other parts of UK because I haven't been and lived in that, but I feel like there's this, you know, doubt of who this church is mm. and what this represents, you know. And so um, simple things like people question when you do out loudly, you know, uh, like trying to you know, bring people to church. It's not happening, you know. A lot of churches are dying yeah. where faith is dying, you know, um, and people don't want to engage into this faith conversation, you know. Straight away I think it's like you're hypocrites and things like mm. that, you know. Yeah. Okay, I'll change it when we go home. I don't have a spare dress, baby. Please, I'll come, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's, that's what I think. I don't know. How, how do you guys think? Are you growing up here? For me, I feel like um, in UK, like Chris, Chris, Christianity, Christianity is a bit soft. Mm. <laughs> like, like, if you take away like, the lack of persecution... Just like I feel like we 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 allow ourselves to get bullied a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, we don't stand up as much as we should, yeah. and we and like we don't speak out as much as we should. Mm. Yeah. Like even, even like if you compare us us to like the Muslims, 
the Muslims, if you say something against them, then they're ready to defend it yeah. there and then. I have to say, that's a good point, you know, and I have some really good Muslim friends who, who talk and, like, we discuss things. And, and we've talked about this topic especially. Like, what does that mean to be a disciple? Mm. Right? So, in churches, like, we are good about Sunday gatherings for an hour or two. Mm. But we are lacking in the discipleship department. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why the group Infinitum, one of the groups that we started, like, and we, we are lacking on yeah, that one too. But like, we need to, we need to go it. back into that, that's the whole reason. And it's it's not a new model or something that we created or any other church created. It's the Jesus model. Mm. If you want to answer someone for what you believe, you need to first spend mm. time in that. Yeah, spend time with that. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, I, I think about, like, if you're not spending time in, like, knowing who this Jesus is, mm-hmm. you know, like, with your brothers and sisters, yeah. spending time in that, learning from each other, man, you know, people are going to be like, you know, like, when they ask you, hey, why do you believe what you, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. oh, don't worry about that, yeah. forget yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and then, as what Bobby was saying, that, then we're kind of like soft, lukewarm, mm. kind of like, oh, I don't want to engage into that because yeah. I don't know what I believe. Self, what you know? I believe yeah. And that's why I feel like the teaching, not just depending on a pastor, on, like for that 20-minute sermon or yeah. something, yeah. it's like you yourself. When you say you have given your life to the Lord, mm. what does that mean? How do you spend your time in that? Mm. What does that mean to get deeper into the Word? Mm. Mm. You know, who is this mm. Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and all those things, yeah, gosh, I, I feel like it's such an important thing. It really uh, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because just last week um I had the chance to speak at my church about because uh, the whole theme for our church this year is the whole being an example of Christ mm-hmm. um, in your generation. And one of the things I was talking about was um the link between our effective evangelism. Uh, if, if I'm to use one of the terms that we have in, in, in church culture, uh, one of the most effective ways is if you ha- are living it yourself. Mm. And if you don't know the Christ of whom you speak, then when you speak, it's shallow. Yeah. And, and there's no substance to it. Mm. So I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, um, with, with that view of things. I'll be there, sweetie, please. I'll be there, okay? Ten minutes and I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, um, in, in my view as well, I think uh, over... I think the reason why we're soft, or the, oh, another reason why we're soft is we focus... Our fo- uh, coming from a Pentecostal church probably, our focus is too much on God's blessings and, and things like that and not so much on the person, or not so yeah. much on who God is mm. and the fact that we don't we shouldn't just come to him because of what we can gain from him mm. we really should come to him because he, he owns is. us yeah he created us mm. and and so we go to him out of that sense of responsibility of a father son relationship or a creator yeah. create creature um, relationship yeah. as opposed to just this is what I can get if I come to church or if yeah. I pray and stuff like that I can't say much about you know your, your denomination <laughs> things yeah. like, but I can personally say about Mine is like I don't want to live my my dad's faith. Mm. I don't want to live my mom's faith. Mm. That's so, that, so it's my personal yeah. this teaching. The whole thing about discipleship again is like you understanding yourself. Like, what does that mean for you to follow Jesus? What does that mean to pick up that cross and deny yourself? Mm. You know, oh, mm. my pastors pick up the cross. <laughs> I'm good, or my dad has done that. Yeah. I'm good, or mm. you know, whoever. No, it's it, it's our journey. Mm. It's our personal journey, and nobody is higher, nobody's lower. Mm. We're all in this journey together. Some has different stories, mm. but we are on on this journey of of faith in in Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I think for the last question, I'm just following on um, with the whole soft Christianity that seems to be in the UK. Mm. Like, what do you think could be done to like? Like fortify us and like get us get, get, get us ready for persecution that we might one day face, mm. because uh, 
for, like like if we were to go somewhere like to, to like to like the Middle East where like you get tortured and, and killed, beheaded, yeah, 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 like people would just be quick to say, say, I'm not a Christian <laughs> anymore, I'm not a Christian, <laughs> just just leave me alone. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's a. And then you'll see like videos of like people about to get beheaded and they're they're still not like um, denying Christ, no. mm. but like I think for the majority of people here, mm. the, the, the first hand of pain they'll just yeah. quickly give yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think could, um, can be done to like? Fortify people. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a you know good question, but it's a very <laughs> tough question. And it's yeah. an important question. Again, not judging people for who they are and what they're journeying on. You know, like and uh, again, like as we were saying before, being soft, lukewarm. You know, you have to be on a personal faith journey. Like you understanding this discipleship, understanding who this Jesus is. Mm-hmm. The thing is. You won't stand for something that you haven't totally accepted it. Mm. Mm. If you really accept this Jesus Christ and his teaching, really know it in your heart. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, you will stand for it. Mm. You know, kind of like a company, like, uh, you know, brand companies, like, this is who we are. Yeah. This yeah. is our product. I'm, and, I mean, I'm not trying to compare products. <laughs> just to give an example. But it's like, you know, this, you know, like, and they'll sell you yeah. with all yeah. their heart and make you buy that thing. Yeah. And again, forgive me for using this example, but like, man, when you know this Jesus and what he can do for you, mm. and when you talk to people like that, like, listen, this Jesus I have, mm. this is who he is. This is the love that he has for you. Yeah. You know, you're like stepping into that with complete boldness and courage. But if you haven't experienced that with your discipleship group, with your personal teaching, and you're not going to stand up for that. Mm. You know, like talking about those ISIS videos, it, you know, I, there, there's Christians who've been behaving and like saying prayers as they were are going through. Mm. What a powerful stuff, man. Like, mm. you know, like it convicts me, you know, like even though sometimes I've, I've been going through like because I was a Christian, but still I'm like, God, I want to be like that. Mm. You know, God, I want to even in this, this morning, <laughs> world that we live in you know yeah. i want to stand strong in love mm. you know in 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 humility mm. uh, saying that yes lord i will stand strong and the way i feel like you know i mean i don't have all the answers i'm not the expert but but i i think the way it is is spending time in the word mm. discipleship groups uh, as I, I think you left we were we were just talking about this that it's a Jesus model. Mm. You know, Jesus, you know, gather these 12, mm. not just to say, oh, I, these are my favorite. It's like you're showing us an example, like you teach each other, yeah. you walk in this group together, mm. you learn from each other. And it, uh, like, even if you look, in, look at the story of the Bible, like um, in, the, in the Garden of, of Gethsemane, the, the, the first time the, um, the soldiers came, Everyone was scattered, mm. but then afterwards, after, after Jesus ascended, and then they had to go and and, and live out the gospel. Mm. They, they were like happily dying, happily being stoned because because they like finally knew yeah. who mm. this Jesus was, was. and mm. and like they were ready to die for him and to, like put their life on the line. Yeah, for, for his word to be spread. So if you don't know it, if you don't believe it, how are you gonna stand for it? Mm. You know, mm. if you haven't experienced it, you know, like and sometimes I, I've heard some conversations. I don't feel it anymore. Mm. You know, that's why I don't believe. I'm a Christian, but I don't feel. It's like we, we are waiting for this, like, supernatural feeling somehow. Like, but we don't believe in this word that has been proven from years to years, this historical facts about yeah. this, who this Jesus yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like what he's done, not only proclaimed in the, the Bibles, but also in Quran that yeah. this Jesus came. <laughs> like, yeah. I would, you know, like, we live in a world sometimes we are like, we need scientific reasons or we need reasoning to say, oh, but why? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But we like, you know, as, as disciples, as Christian followers, we need to like get into the word like what we're doing now, man. Mm. Like, I'm encouraged by this conversation. I'm like, my faith has just got that extra boost. And it's like, <laughs> I'm inspired that there are two guys who are like excited to talk about who this Jesus is. And mm. things like that, you know, mm. we encourage each other. Mm. And that's important. We have forgotten what it means to live in community. Mm. We are becoming an isolated communities, yeah. you know, like individualistic society. Like, yes. oh, it's me, yeah. my yeah. problems, yeah. my issues. Yeah. But I want to tell you, like, man, I'm struggling right now. Mm. You know, so if you really like, you, know, you you go with those things and you like help each other out. Mm. And like when bigger things happen, you're like, no, I'm I'm ready for those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Cool. 
think that'd be a nice place to, to round up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ashish, for, for thank thank you. It's been great, great conversation yeah. with us. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you for thank you. just having this time. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm sure, I'm sure Mo would end. We definitely want you back. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, Love to. there's a couple of topics I'm thinking of yeah. getting you down upon. Absolutely. Yeah. Blessings to you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you guys for listening in. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, shout out to Partners in Rhyme. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, partners for in the Rhyme. intro and outro music. Mm. Hang tight, Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. Yep. You can find us on sound, soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace, no apostrophe. You can find us on all good podcasting websites. Search for the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Furnace UK. Mm. You can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Uh, I think that's everything, isn't it? That is everything. Um, Reverb is happening Reverb. next Tuesday. Is it next? No, no, no. No, no, no. Reverb is it's the first Tuesday of every month. Isn't that next Tuesday? No, Reverb was like last week. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry so the next one is going to be in the, so it's the first Tuesday of, of every month. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poetry, Pizza and Polaroid has been pushed back, so it won't be the second Sunday. So it won't be next week. It could be next next week. Blame Jaladi for that. Next two weeks. Yeah, okay, two okay. weeks. Um, right. I can't remember what the date is. Um, anything, anything from you? Uh, no, no, not at this present moment. Oh, uh, Nancy Meets has got a new website, hasn't it? Nancy Meets is, ah, thank you. Nancy Meets will be having a new website September, in September, I'll just oh, say yeah. in September. Right. Um, and we, we're, we're going to start filming season two uh, next month, or, no, the month after in July. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be coming in September. So as well. check that out when it comes out again. Yeah. Uh, thank you again, Ashish, for thank coming you. down. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. So, Blessings to you guys. Thank, thank you. you. So, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow. Hello.